Hey, hey, thanks for staying with us. Thank you so much for sharing your time, your Sunday, you know, with me. Uh, and then I appreciate everybody hanging on so until we can get to you. Okay, after I read this one, I realized this is really a dumb one. So I apologize for the answer. I'm not even going to ask you guys what the answer is. Okay, when does a dog go moo? When it's learning a new language. I don't get it. Dumb. Hey, yeah, I know it. Okay, I didn't. Re- I, I didn't, don't get that. I don't either. So that's okay. why I apologize profusely. Let's move along to the callers. Oh, okay. So, okay. So we're back with Gary. Yes. All right. Okay, Gary, you're still with us. Yes. Okay. Ma'am. So uh, go ahead, there, Doctor Jessica Levy. I finally. I was just going to say that uh, Keith had. You know, we've done liver and um, kidney panels uh-huh. since he's been put on medication, uh-huh. and the vet says, you know, I couldn't be happier with his levels at this point. So. Okay. Okay, good. And the okay. thing is that you want you have to do um, liver and kidney detoxification before okay. your blood values get higher than normal. Okay. So you just know because your dog is on medication and possibly has a history of things like vaccines, heartworm prevention, flea and tick chemicals. So that's why those things are important. So it's good right. that it's good that the blood values are normal. If, but I mean, I you know I've been listening to Katie uh-huh. forever, and I well, the thing you. is, I don't do um, back. I mean, vaccinations are out. I mean, okay. But see, the, the bottom line though, here we go because we got a lot of calls. We got to get to go, okay, okay kiddo. Sure. Okay, so bottom line for him with this heart murmur. What do you I, think? I would I would check out the website caninehearthealth.com because I think that will answer a lot of your questions. I will. And okay. then and then um also uh yes, I agree that I would put the dog on supplements, you know, the basic ones. So he's already on a fish oil, that's excellent. Um, you know, adding probiotics is always a good idea. As okay. far as more specific supplements, that's where, you know, I would need to take a look at the case. I hate okay. to just throw something at you and say, use sure. these three things and, you know, oh, he all can will be set well. up something with you. How, do they, mm-hmm. how does he get a hold of you? Uh, through my website is the easiest, holistic vet care.com. And there is any reason why this would come on, you know, you said in May he was fine. And then is there anything that might trigger this? To, I, don't, like I, don't think, I don't think we know enough about the body to be okay. able to, you know, pinpoint right. causes of okay. things like this. Okay. 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 Kittle, thanks for the call. Give her a Thank call, you. and hopefully you can get this, you know, uh, well taken care of. Okay. Thanks, thanks for, for calling. Take care, right. Gary. Bye bye. All right. Who's up next? Okay, we have a we have Perian on the line, and Perian has a question about a cat that is scared of thunderstorms. Thunderstorms. All right. Yeah. Hey, Perry. Perian. Yes. Is that am I, is that, am I right? Yeah. Hi, Katie. Hi. Hi, Katie. Hi, Dr. Levy. Uh, yeah, it's that. There's, I put. I combined two of our names together. Oh, cool. Perry and Tian. Yeah. So we actually met you uh, several years ago at Calhoun Square, and then last year at Chuck and Don's. Oh, okay. Uh, we are two proud papas of uh, of brother cats, uh, Starlight and Moonbeam. Oh yes, I remember them. I remember <laughs> yeah. them at Calhoun. Yeah, I do. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So what's going on? Uh, I love it. You like their names. Uh, okay. So I meant to call a few months ago when we had lots of uh, rainstorms. Uh, one of the uh, moonbeam, the younger one, is just fine, not phased at all. Actually, sits by the patio door and watches the rainstorm. And Starlight uh, freaks out, and he, you know, just freaks out and hides in the basement under the sofa. And uh, I, my question: Well, we've seen products at Chuck and Don's that relax and soothe, you know, cats, mm-hmm. anxiety, stuff like that. Yeah. And so we have a couple questions. One is that are they recommended or safe or effective? And the second question is. 
are there natural home remedies that we could try? Um, we understand that he reacts this way, you know, out of instinct and self-preservation and, you know, defense. But um, is there, I just feel so bad for him, you know. No kidding. You know, the truth be told, I've never seen a thunderstorm or cat. I thought, you know, stomach, thunderstorm. A thunderstorm scaredy cat. No, say it faster. <laughs> <laughs> so this is new to me. But see how dogs, a lot of dogs during a thunderstorm, it's not necessarily noise. It's the static that builds up in the uh, electricity that builds up in the air. And they go to the bathroom and either stay in the tub or go behind the toilet and the, uh, and the wall, you know, where the piping is. And that grounds them because, you know, the static in the air, some people, are, myself as included in this, are more electricity sensitive, all right, and okay. so uh, this cat might be that. Where, whereas if you brought him into the bathroom and then like you know placed him in the tub and uh, don't put no water in it, okay, <laughs> or you just close the door and just kind of let him hang out and just walk, you know, live around. You just sit sit on the throne and read a book or something like that. And then what happens after a while, especially with dogs, if you bring them in there, is that they learn that that is their safe haven, and when they need to, they will go to there on themselves. They realize that's they, that when they leave there, it, it's not good. But if they stay in there, it's good. Okay. Well, I don't even think that Sally would even, you know, would would uh, give, you know, let us hold him because he just. Okay. You no, know, no, no. Just bring, just bring him to the bathroom and just shut yeah. the door. Okay. And just kind of hang out in there and just see if that makes a difference. That would be huge. But anyway, but okay, Doctor, just to his uh, calming stuff for cats. What kind of things have you seen? Uh, you know, I don't have the the, the brand. Well, is it is it like that. no? Is it like very? Is it a supplements that you're looking at? They look like, uh, I'm not sure, they look like sprays or I don't know. Um, it, it, there's okay. several products that we've seen on the, on the shelves at uh, Chuck and Don's, you know, next to the collars and stuff that say, you know, calming and relaxing for your cat and stuff like that. Okay, because I think, you know, there there's a different variety of products there. You have like the feline pheromone sprays. Yeah. And yeah, I, and I think that, those yeah. are, in my experience, those are hit or miss. Some people have great results with them. Um, some people don't. So all I can say is with that kind of thing, I think you have to try it. It seems to be sort of an individual response as to, and it's like, you know, if we knew what the cats were experiencing, then we would have a better clue of if that's going to help them or not. Yeah. But unless well, you, I mean, like he hunkers down, like, you know, he, he gets down really close to the, oh, to sure. the floor and his hair, you know, his tail, and he, he just seems frightened and he runs and he's, Always, almost always, underneath you know the the so far the you know the safest right right, right 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 but we, because, but because like we can't see into his mind right and so you don't, so we don't know why or how he experiences it so it's just hard to say if one of those pheromone sprays would be useful or not so for that kind of thing all you can do is try it as far as a lot of the calming uh, treats or chews or things like that those tend to be um, you see these various blends of herbs that have sedative qualities like skullcap, valerian, um, and then sometimes they'll throw in uh, tryptophan, you know, because that's what slows us down after Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Besides the fact that we've just eaten like yeah. 4,000 calories at <laughs> one meal. Yeah. Um, and so those kinds of things also, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily helpful to slow your pet down, <laughs> like if, if that is actually going to decrease their anxiety, which right. is really what you're shooting for. Right. Right. So I think uh, with something like that, um, I would use rescue remedy just during during stormy the stormy season, basically. Uh, my preference is for the human rescue remedy, uh, not the pet one. The, okay. hu the human one is an alcohol um it's not really an extraction. It has alcohol in it as a preservative, whereas the pet 
version has glycerin in it. But my preference is just to medicate the water bowl. So you just put a couple of drops in the water bowl when you put out fresh water every day. And every time your cat takes a drink, they dose themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that way they can... They can go drink more if they feel that it is Use useful a small, for them. smaller bowl. <laughs> yeah, it, well, so it, it, it doesn't really matter. Hmm? Before an impending storm or something. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, so so that's why I would say just use that during storm season because that that way you don't have to say, you know, uh-oh, here's a storm coming. And Come I'm on, at work. You, take a drink, take a drink. Yeah, really. Because I, I don't know how successful you think you would be if you can get your cat to take a drink on Yeah, command. I am impressed. <laughs> yes, we will bow down to you. I'm sorry, what was the name of the product again? Rescue Remedy. Rescue remedy. Okay, for any, humans. Any, yep. Yeah, any health food store will have it. It is made of the five most common flower remedies for stress and anxiety. And it's a liquid that we can just put it is in a, in It's water. in a little one-ounce or two-ounce dropper bottle. And you, and it's okay. not a drug. It's not dose-dependent. It's completely non-toxic. You put one or two drops in the water bowl every day. What you, about just a drop or two of tequila or vodka? Yeah. No, that's um, for you. It, right. That, <laughs> that's just the effect of the alcohol. I don't think that has flower remedies in it. But. There you go. But also, okay. too, um, like, say, try the bathroom thing where you just bring, pick them up, bring them in the bathroom, shut the door. Right. You know, play also, soothing music yeah. and just kind of see if maybe the, it could be the electricity in the air, you know, to yeah, that and, thing. And animals apothecary, which is animals apothecary, which is an herbal line. That is distributed by Animal Essentials. Okay. They have an herbal blend called Tranquility Blend. That okay. I, I would probably think that out of all the various calming supplements on the market, that would be my choice. Because they are formulated by Greg Tilford, who is the premier veterinary herbologist in the United States. Oh. And also, they're organic. Cool. And if you're going to okay. take medicinal herbs, they better well be organic. There you go. Okay. So and I would look animals, at animals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So animals apothecary. AP. Is that available at Chuck and Darn's? No. Nope. Oh, online. They, they sell it up at Canine Crossing in Ham Lake, and there may be other pet food stores that carry. How do you spell them. that? Ham Ap Lake. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're cute. Apothecary. H A M. It's A P. Right. Yeah. It's A P A W. Okay. T-H-E. T-H-E. C-A-R-Y. C-A-R-Y. <laughs> Get it? It's like got, a pun. Animals apothecary. I got, got it. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think they have their own website. Oh, okay. It's sold through Animal Essentials and that website is animalessentials.com. Oh. Okay. But then Animal Essentials uh, wholesales to retailers. Okay. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Could that help you, kiddo? Yeah, it did. Uh, thank you very much, Dr. Okay. Levy. Thanks, Katie. You bet. You bet. Take, thank you, Kittle. All right. And how do they get a hold of you, Dr. Levy? Uh, through my website at holistic-vet-care.com. Okay. And then in, in ancient Rome, what animal was the symbol of liberty? We'll be back. Hey, hey thanks for spending some Sunday, your Sunday with me and Dr. Levy and uh, uh, Jessica Levy, a holistic vet. And, um, okay, in ancient Rome, what animal was a symbol of liberty? Do you have any idea? Um, I want to say a cat, but I think that's Egypt. What are you going to say? Um, let's go with a dog. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? A giraffe. 
Nope, cat. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Uh-uh. There you go. In ancient Rome, what animal is symbol symbol of liberty? That would be the cat. So you had it on so the I had That's it. Our, yeah, you had it. Wow. I need to listen to my gut. Yeah, please do. Gosh. There you go. Okay, let's run to the lines. We've got patient people waiting here. Okay, sounds good. We're going to talk to Casey, and Casey has a question about kidney disease in her dog. All right. Hi, Casey. How you doing? Hi, good. How are you? Thank you so much for holding on. What kind of pupper do you have? Um, she's a Chihuahua mix. Okay, and how old? Terrier mix, about eight years. Eight, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, so she started a few months, maybe the end of November. She started having excessive thirst and urination, mm-hmm. and to the point where sometimes I was getting up with her like three times a night to uh-huh. go so she could pee, um, and then sometimes she would urinate when while she was sleeping. Mm-hmm. So I took her to the bed. They said she doesn't have a UTI. They tested her for lepto. She didn't have that. So I brought her to an internal medicine vet. They did an ultrasound on her. Mm-hmm. And they did say that they found some um, physiological changes or physical changes for her on her kidneys. Mm-hmm. Um, she had moderate renal pelvis distension bilaterally. And so, and so I'm just wondering, her liver values, they said one was slightly elevated and her creatinine levels were 1.6. But they just said they're suspicious of kidney disease, a differential diagnosis with partial diabetes insipidus. So I haven't wow. started that. Yeah. So Spill that one. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just kind of, they said that we could try a kidney diet. So I have her on that right now. But otherwise, you know, they kind of just left me. I don't really know where else to go from here. And I was wondering about a holistic diet or some supplements or there's any other suggestions of maybe what this could be or all righty dr jess Mm -hmm. you're up what do you think well how's she doing on the kidney diet i just started her on thursday it seems you know like there's a little bit of a change i don't have to i'm only getting up with her maybe once a night now Uh Mm uh-huh and she hasn't urinated in the bed or anything while she's sleeping so it seems like a little bit of improvement but just wondering yeah like if there's a holistic option i kind of would like to give her a you know, cook for her or give her supplements or I don't know. Um, well, you know, for for this kind of thing, when you have early kidney changes, I mean, sometimes it's maybe better to call it renal insufficiency. Um, okay. I know that, you know, I was just looking at somebody asked me a question about Fanconi syndrome um, earlier today. And so I was Googling that. And that also is like this poorly defined, something's going on with the kidneys, but really they want to do a kidney biopsy in order to look at the tubules and that's how they're going to diagnose it. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. imagine most people are not going to want to do that because that does not sound like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so uh, I think, you know, what I am doing with these dogs is um, if you want to cook for your dog, there is, there's a blog called Eats, Writes, Shoots. And the guy who writes the blog had a dog who had some sort of severe kidney disease or kidney failure, and mm-hmm. he was able to devise a, a diet that helped his dog and kept it alive for longer than it would have otherwise. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have had clients who have used that, his recommendations. Also, um, Darwin's Pet Food. You know, they're a raw pet food company. I think they're in California, but they ship nationwide. And they mm-hmm. actually make a prescription kidney diet. Oh, wow. So there is a raw food diet available that is specific for anim- for dogs with kidney problems. So mm-hmm. um, I've had people use that successfully as well. So I think that would be a good idea. So it was kidney okay. problems. Do you want lower protein or what? Well, see, that would be the controversy, wouldn't yeah. it? Uh-huh. Um, 
I don't think there's a good answer. I think, you know, it depends on the individual. Uh, like the previous gentleman was saying with the dog with heart disease that, you know, he and his vet were looking at low-sodium options. Okay. Low-sodium is going to benefit some people, but not everybody needs a low-sodium diet. So right. some people are going to be harmed by it. All right. So uh, since we don't have a really fine-tuned way to otherwise figure out what's going to help your dog, I would try it. I would use the diet from Darwin's. Okay. Um, and then, so, oh, so, do mm-hmm. you think that because there are her changes, like the physical changes, like an enlargement of her renal pelvis, do you think that that indicates like early kidney disease, even though her creatinine was just slightly elevated? Like, would that be? Uh huh. You do not want your creatinine to be elevated at all. Okay. 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 And so, it was yes. Darwin's pet food is what you said? Yes. Okay. And then also, okay. you know, your basic supplements. Get her on some fish oils if she's not been on them. Get her on lots of probiotics, lots and lots and lots of probiotics. So this is, again, where you go to your health food store, you get two different high-quality probiotics, and you give them both at the same time twice a day. Okay. And that, I think, is, you know, that's pretty much standard for modern treatment of kidney disease. If you can help the intestines detoxify and lighten the load on the kidneys, then the mm-hmm. kidneys don't have to work quite so hard. You know, Katie and I were talking earlier about water quality, and that's probably something that you really also want to look at when you have any kind of kidney disease. So okay. if you are giving your dog, just as an example, I'm not saying you're doing this, if you're giving mm-hmm. your dog tap water, but you yourself would personally not drink that tap water, don't make mm-hmm. your dog drink it. <laughs> right. In fact, yeah. Yeah. probably nobody should drink tap water. And then also, too, with the formaldehyde. Formaldehyde. <laughs> fluoride. <laughs> what? Fluoride. Yeah. The fluoride in the, uh, the water. That's not good for us, nor our no, pets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, um, you know, I mean, if you if you prefer, some people like the, you know, they'll give their dog the tap water, but they themselves don't like the taste of it, so they drink the water that comes through the unit on the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you give your dog the benefit of some decent non-polluted water. Um, right. So, you know, how it, no mm-hmm. matter how much they clean the water in the water treatment plants, it's always full of, you know, all the hormones and drugs that everybody else is taking. Yeah. <laughs> right. You, you, you probably go. shouldn't drink that. Yeah, go. yeah, she gets filtered water, so she's good okay, with good. that one. Okay, and then for the detoxifying the intestines, is there something to do for that, or is this a that's what the probiotics are going to do for you? Okay, got it. Okay, okay, thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. Take care. Thank Have you. a good one. You too. All right. Okay. Trivia. Trivia. No, we still got some time. Oh, we do? Yeah, we got oh, about four minutes. Oh, we do? Oh, yeah. good gravy. Okay, let's yeah. head for the phone line again. Okay, sounds good. We have Jen on the line. And Jen is the owner of Hunter and Chewy. She wanted me to tell oh, yeah. you that. Okay. Yep. She has a question about getting a puppy vaccinated. All right. Hunter and Chewy, yeah. Hi, Jen. How you doing? I'm good, Katie. How are you doing? Good, good. Okay, what, uh, what's up? What do you want to know or learn? So... Well, here's what's going on. Yep. I um, Long story, I'm going to make it really short. I had a chance, and I got another German Shepherd puppy at the beginning of the year. Oh, my. And, yeah, and it came up that his uh, 12-week booster was due. Mm-hmm. So he turned 12 weeks last Wednesday. So I took him in Friday, and they gave him his distemper lepto um, vaccination. Yeah. And um, probably about three hours later, I had a totally different puppy. I have never seen this type of reaction from a distemper shot before in my other dogs. And I'm not a huge vaccinator. I get them, you know, their um, puppy stuff, I get them their 16-week and then their one-year rabies, and that's about it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, now, the reaction that I've seen him have were probably typical to, you know, what normally happens. He was very lethargic. Um, he was sitting there like he had a stiff neck. You know, he was kind of sitting really straight. Mm-hmm. Um, but you couldn't touch his neck. He'd cry. Mm-hmm. He did not want to go down the step to go outside. So here I am picking up a 33-pound <laughs> puppy, <laughs> you know, to put him down. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, when it was time to go to bed, he was having breathing problems. He was um, kind of, he he wasn't panting, but he was, um, he looked like he was panting, you know, the way that he was breathing. Okay. And I noticed, you know, that he would stop breathing and then take a big breath and then he was doing it again. And of course I'm panicking. Yeah. But, so he slept on the bed with me, which is a total big no-no No, well, house. right now it is. Uh, it's <laughs> important to keep an eye on the situation or exactly. you go sleep in his bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Him and Chewy are buddies, so. Oh, good. You know, good, yeah, good. Chewy, was, Chewy was a little bent out of shape, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, a new pack member. Oh, no. Exactly. So, Dr. Chewy's Jess, what's like, your thoughts? Do you know, do you know what, sh- uh, it was a DP, 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 eight, I can't say it. <laughs> DP, I can't say it. I don't know why. My tongue is tied. What are you shooting for? DPH, the DPP. (laughs) I can't say it. Okay, I'm wasting time here. Okay, yeah. So the distemper combo vaccine. Yes, Yes. thank you very much. It wasn't the combo. It was just distemper and lepto. (sighs) There is no such thing as just distemper and lepto. So, okay, good. Then, okay, then it was the combo. Right, right. So it it would have had distemper, hepatitis, parvo, parainfluenza, DHPPL. There we go. That's right. <laughs> and lepto. Yeah. So oh, I said Okay. So okay. So yep. then what happened? So so he was doing this, and what did you do? Did you call your vet? Did you call the emergency room? Did you take a bit in the morning? Did you? You know, I called the vet, and you know, I had to wait for the vet to call me back, uh-huh. and you know, I was just kind of watching him, and at that time, I really wasn't. You know, I was like, "Well, oh, this is strange. I've never seen this type of reaction this much." Mm-hmm. Right. And. I I did call back and I said, you know what, don't have him call me back. You know, I think we're fine here. But then I took him to bed with me and, and basically I was up, you okay. know, most of the night with him. But in the morning, he was 95% better. Okay. So good. he kind of slept it off and he was good. But I have, I have two questions. Yes. One is... When you know he's due back in four weeks for the booster yeah. and his first ra- and his first rabies. Yeah, hold, seen- okay, hold that thought because we got to run okay. to break. Okay, don't go anywhere. We're gonna come back and I answer won't. that. Okay, the movie Dog Day Afternoon takes place in what American city? Dog Day Afternoon. Hey, thanks for staying with the KDK Nine Show. I greatly appreciate it. Alrighty then. Um, oh, the 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 the. Well, I forgot my question already. Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, okay. There we go. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Do you know what city Dog Day Afternoon was filmed in? No. Did you see the movie? No. no. How about yourself? No. No. <laughs> Do you want to take a guess? No. Uh, Los Angeles. Oh. <laughs> go dang, to the I other side of the that. United States. New, uh, New York City. There you go. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Look at that. There you go. See, there you go. I aim to help you out. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time. No, there I'm just go. kidding. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Okay, let's go back to Rebecca. Oh, no, wrong Jen. One. Jen. Yes, Jen. <laughs> Jen. I am just so out of sorts here. I'm looking for something. I can't find it, but that's okay. That's okay. I'll get it. Okay. Okay. So go ahead. No, so Jen, you, yeah. you, you had two questions. Yep. Yep. One, one, one was what to do when the puppy comes due for his next booster. Yes. Okay. And what your second question? Second question is, is he covered with just that first one? 
Okay. So here's what not to do. Uh, don't do that again. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yep. That's what I told my husband. I yeah. said, I wouldn't even do that to my kid. Yeah. Right. Twice. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And it's and the thing is, because because vaccine reactions are potentially life-threatening, it's not worth it. Exactly. So what you and, can, yeah. And my thought was, the dog isn't going to change. He's always going to have that reaction to that um, vaccine, right? Well, it's not, you can't say that vaccine because you just got bumped with how many diseases, okay? Right. And and the thing is, you know, I know that there's a tendency because, uh, my God, I used to practice medicine this way, where we'd say to people, you know, well, you know, maybe they won't have the reaction next time. Yes, right. but maybe they will. Maybe something worse will happen. Yes. Maybe you'll be out $10,000 trying to keep your puppy alive. Right. So, um so I, I just think that the risk is too great. And then the flip side is, okay, so then if you still have some doubt in your heart and you're like, well, shoot, but how do I know if he's protected against these diseases? Then you have him titered for distemper and parvo. Yes. Okay. Now, I know he had these at, oh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jess. Is it eight weeks or 12 weeks? Or eight? No, excuse me. He had them at six or eight weeks. Ooh. Right. Okay. Right. I think it was eight, right? Okay. He had them at eight and now he had it. At 12, so right. a tighter will tell me um, what I need to know there. Um, my other question is, am I going to have the, or is he possibly going to have the same reaction to the ah, rabies? Then, then what to do about the rabies? Yeah. Um, so what I would say is, okay, so now that he's had this kind of reaction, so, and he's is a German Shepherd? He is. Okay. And you know, German Shepherds come with funky immune systems. They do. I have one. I've, I've had two that have had funky yeah. immune systems. So, so as a breed, you know, um, thanks to Rin Tin Tin, you know, <laughs> I mean, really, the breed was practically destroyed. Yeah. And uh, and has, isn't it interesting that in the intervening years, even though then they were surpassed by the Labrador Retriever as America's favorite dog. Yeah. Now it's the Golden Retriever. And German Shepherds have never recovered. Yeah have not recovered in all those years because it would take such planning, like the breeders would really have to get together and figure out what they're going to do. So yeah. um, so you still have like the same problems in German Shepherds that have been going on since when I graduated vet school 20 years ago and they were the poster child for everything that could go wrong with the dog, and mm -hmm. they still are. Only, yeah. only they have been surpassed by the Cavalier King Charles, um, but even so... So I would say, okay, so now you know that your dog has a funky immune system. So then you do the things that will rebuild a normal immune system. So okay. you put him on a raw food diet. You start pouring probiotics into this dog. You okay. give him um, supplements that will help him out. I would use spirulina. I would use Garden of Life vitamin code raw vitamin C. And really? I would, vitamin C? Yeah, except it's raw vitamin C. So it's not okay. synthetic and it's made by Garden of Life. Got it. Okay. Uh, you're talking, um, I, I get it at Whole Foods. Okay. Um, so, some local health food stores will have it, but um, the spirulina that I use, I like to use spirulina that's pressed into tablets because when it's in a powder, it's so fluffy and so, you know, it's like, yep. you know, dusts up your nose <laughs> before you can even get it into the dog's dish. Yep. Um, and, and I would use like, you know, for a German Shepherd puppy, I would use the recommended human doses of these things okay. um i would use uh an enzyme that's made for adult humans i like the udo's essentials 
Um, it's just called flora adult enzyme or something like that. Yep. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. And then, you know, my like my two favorite probiotics that I recommend most often are PB8 and Garden of Life Primal Defense. And you just use both of those at the same time in each meal if you're feeding, you know, maybe three times a day at this age or something like that. Just okay. do it up. You can't OD on probiotics because no. that, that will help restore the normal functioning of the immune system. Okay. And so, you know, I would do all these things while he's young and malleable. You know, fish oil, absolutely. Um, cod liver oil, sardine oil, krill oil, something along those lines. Yeah, um, coconut oil. Yeah, coconut oil yep. as well. Okay. Um, Not in place of, but as well. Yeah. As right? well, yep. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep, chewy. No, no, the, no your take, mm-hmm. yeah, your take on now the, the rabies shot has to be done. So what's yep. your take on the rabies shot, Dr. Jess? Should she wait? I, pers- my personal opinion is if I can wait longer, the better, you know, like after six months, not when they, they're so little. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. So that's the other part of it is that it was, you would wait as long as possible to vaccinate for rabies. And then you just got to, you know, decide what you what you want to do there. But that gives you at least three or four more months to observe this dog and kind of get a sense of his intestinal fortitude. Like, are you able yep. to restore his immune system? Obviously, there's no way that we can check it and say, oh, how are you doing right. today? Are you in the green right. or the red? Yeah. Um, but right. I think, you know, that'll give you a sense of does he react to every little thing? Is this the dog who has diarrhea every time you look at him? You know, it'll give you an idea of just how tough and how strong he is. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have to do the rabies vaccine, then I would say, okay, for everybody out there, if you have to vaccinate for whatever reason. So then after you give the vaccine, you give activated charcoal, again, from your health food store, comes in capsules. You give one capsule a day, not with a meal, but you can, of course, put it in a little bit of food to get it into them Mm -hmm. for three weeks. For three weeks. (laughs) Yep. You, because you're, you want to absorb toxins and right. get them yeah. out of the body safely. Same thing. At that point, you would also double dose your probiotics, double dose the enzymes, give milk thistle. Um, I prefer, you know, tablets or capsules versus uh, tincture. Um, and same thing. If you're going to use medicinal herbs, they might as well be organic. Otherwise, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, um, there's no point. Yeah. Right. So I would give yeah. that every day for, you know, even a month or two. Usually I think okay. if you just look at a bottle of milk thistle, you know, just use it up. Mm-hmm. Might yeah. as well, you might as well go through the whole thing. It's a very safe herb, safe at high doses, safe for long-term use. You would give him whatever the adult recommended dose is. Um, and I would probably do the same thing with medicinal mushrooms. You could do uh-huh. medicinal mushrooms now. You could also do them later. You could do them okay. continuously. But medicinal mushrooms also have to be organic, have to be grown in the United States. Um, they provide a wide range of minerals, and minerals support the adrenal glands, you know, support normal cellular function. Yeah. And the rabies shot, should, that should should not be in with a combo shot. The rabies shot Correct. should be done all by it, itself, away Correct. from any other shots. Correct. Correct? Yeah, yep. and, it, and it just kind of depends. You know, I've had patients who were just clobbered by their eight-week puppy shots, and you know, for health reasons, uh, we just did not dare ever vaccinate them again. And they went through life without a rabies shot. Okay. So, wow. yeah, you, you could do some work with homeopathic no-sodes there. So that's what I did for one of my dogs. Right. Um, you know, instead of, so that's one of those things. If What happens if, uh, you know, three months from now you, you get to the point where you're like, you know what? I don't know if this puppy's going to be normal. I don't know if I dare give him a rabies vaccine. Right. Exactly. Then you can, yep. u- then you can use homeopathic nosodes or homeopathic remedies um, to 
help protect him from rabies. It's not the same. It won't get you a certificate, you know, Mm -hmm. so you're not going to have proof that he's vaccinated for rabies. It's not going to give you uh, an antibody titer. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to be able to check a titer for rabies and have a measurable titer. But it will at least give you some peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, there, I, yes, there's a lot to hear, and then, and that's FYI for people out there that you know that with the puppies. I, I'm just so, I mean, people that sign up for my puppy classes, I say if you got any shots coming up, stop. Don't do the shots till after class because you may re- want to rethink, you mm-hmm. know, what you're gonna do. And I'm just I'm amazed. This one pup, he got his third set of shots in the same day. They gave him heartworm, okay, oh. and then the, and they also put uh, uh, frontline on him. Mm-hmm. Okay, you talk about toxic city, and the pup is only 12 weeks. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just kind of like, and people are just drones and don't think about all these chemicals. And I'm like, I'm looking at them like, so why are the vets giving, there's no mosquitoes, so why are they giving the puppy the heartworm medicines? I don't get that. Oh, I got an answer for that. What? Because because she gave me one to take home, and of course she said, you know, go ahead, give that to him. Well, guess what? It's still riding around in my purse. Good. But. I don't. I don't give heartworm. Good. Neither and, do but I. She said the reason why we give it all year long is because of the ivumectin in it, and it to kill um, the worms. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's still not good enough for me to buy okay. that and pay that kind of money and spend it, you know, for a whole year. Because right. there's other ways to get around that stuff. And ivermectin is not. You can't be doing that on a regular basis. Right. So, no, we don't even we don't mm-hmm. even warm our horses like that. No, you got that right. <laughs> exactly. But people used to. People used to. Right. We used to have Strongid C, the daily yeah. dewormer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now now the horse right. vets check poop samples before they deworm your horse. And the dog and exactly. cat people are running around throwing dewormer at everything. But the problem yeah. is that taking a dose of a dewormer. You know, whether it's every day. I mean, why did they stop doing it daily for horses? Because it was bad for them. Yes. And, you yeah. know, and even taking a dewormer once a month, it's not good for your intestines. And you will end up with inflammatory bowel disease. And that's what, the, you know, like I, the heartworm plus is. It's a dewormer as right, well yeah. as uh, the heart guard. Right. With it's, this just, stuff. it's just not a good idea to deworm yep. yourself yep. that often. No kidding. No, I agree. Okay, so, well, thank you. Hopefully, uh, you know, you'll do the right thing, which I know you will. <laughs> yep, yes, I know I will. And then how old does he need to be um, before he can come see you? Well, the uh, puppy classes for dogs that are 12 weeks to five months, and then beginner okay. one is for dogs that are six months or better, okay? Okay, I think last time I waited till six weeks, or six months, excuse okay, me. Okay, sounds, well, you're not doing. a novice. You, you you know your stuff, kiddo. <laughs> I know, it's just get him exposed, come, too. Come to, the, come to the class on February 28th. I'll be in it with my dog. There you go. Well, no, yeah. No, no, yeah, but yeah, that, that's a beginner one. She needs a puppy class. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. kiddo, take care. Need it, got any questions, you know, give a holler to one of us, okay? Take Absolutely. care. Absolutely. Thank you, ladies. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay, we'll be right back. Hi there. Thanks for staying. Good turn. Good to do. My mouth today is not working well, and I apologize. Say that Wapiti, W-A-P-I-T-I, labsinc.com. Remember, if you put in the code word K-T-K-9, the letter K, letter K, letter T, letter K, number nine, yep, you will get free shipping. And you really want to try their trial size. $4.99 for the small dogs and $6.99 for the large dogs. That senior mobility is unbelievable for my good friend's uh, dog. Just simply unbelievable. And then, uh, I mean, she just couldn't believe because... uh, she was doing, I mean, she just didn't want to do anything. And now that she's been on this for a, well over a month, it's really doing fantastic. So give it a try, okay? Wapiti, W-A-P-I-T-I, labsinc.com. All right, last call of the day. Yes, and we have Rebecca on the line, and she has a question about 
where her child can go to play with dogs. Her child. Yeah. Or, or child, child, two-legged child. Hi, Rebecca. Two-legged child, yes. Hey, Katie, how are you? Good, good. How about yourself? Good. See, we had a pug, um, and we lost him about a year ago. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, and ever since then, my, we, my daughter really wants a dog, mm-hmm. but we rent, so we can't have a dog. All right. Um, but I want her to be able to play and be around dogs. Okay, how old is she? She's six and a half. Six and a half years old? Yes. So we've tr- and we've tried. I mean, we've been to the Humane Society here in Woodbury. We almost go weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just kind of wondered if there's other other places. I don't want to take her to Petland. Right. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> oh, you got to turn on your mic for everybody to hear. <laughs> you know what you can do? Mm. Um, uh, find a... Breeders a lot of times need children. Yeah, for the puppies. To help socialize puppies. Yeah, that's ah. true. Um, yeah. And, you know, for somebody who's not going to mind sitting in a whole pile of puppies and having them crawl all over yeah, you. there you go. There you go. That's what little kids are for. Yeah, because most places won't do it because of, like, the Humane Societies and that because of the liability insurance. Right. Okay, so that's why, yeah, finding breeders, just put it, uh, maybe go to Facebook. Any breeders out there in my area, you got a batch of puppies, my little daughter will come over and, and sit with them all. <laughs> Okay. And that's basically just getting the word out, all right? Okay. And and that's about, yeah, but otherwise I, it's just mm-hmm. finding, um, you know, uh, friends, neighbors, whatever in the, you know, around you that has a dog that's conducive, because a lot of dogs don't like, you know, kids that are five foot and under, or I mean four yeah. foot and under, because they move too fast and they're like goofy. Like really five foot and under, Katie. Yeah, no, I know what I said. <laughs> I caught that. <laughs> I changed it to four, and then three, and <laughs> You're lucky I'm not four yeah, feet they, tall. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, but that yeah, that litter that but that's the thing though is to find you know, and you know where you find breeders, dog shows. That's true. Uh, okay. Kennel club meetings, like I know, I know there's the Anoka Kennel Club. I'm sure there yep. are other. Well, so local kennel clubs, okay. um, dog shows. Yep. You know, okay. just go, like Google uh, kennel clubs in Minnesota or in oh, the Twin Cities area. There's the Minnesota North Dog Star Breeders Association. Association. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they keep a breeders list. Also, um, naturalrearing.com. That's where you'll find breeders who are doing things more naturally. All right. What's it called? Naturalrearing.com. Natural rearing? Rearing. Okay. <laughs> All righty hey, then. Hey, I, I talk good. I'm impressed. <laughs> okay. Right. And the Lando Lakes Kennel Club, which is responsible, you know, for that big uh, down at the uh, River Center, a dog show that was just a couple weeks ago. So yep. you might have tried that, Lando Lakes Kennel Club. Uh, Washington okay. County. Let's see. There's one over there. I think it's called North Star. I can't remember. But, yeah, just kind of Google for kennel clubs in in that Twin City area okay. and then kind of go from there. And then is it better, I mean, if eventually we do get a house, um, is it better to get a, a, a gently... Gently used dog versus yes. a new one. Yep, I try to anybody that is so well put in there. That's so funny. Uh, but anyway, I, I try to talk people out that have kids that are under eight and under. I try to talk yep. them out of getting a puppy, and, yep. and try to get them into the the gently used ones because now yep. we know how big they are. They know who yep. the personality is, and if you talk to most people that don't like dogs, the reason they don't is because they got pounded by a puppy when they were a little kid. You know, or that kid, right. the puppy was jumping all over them, tearing their clothes, and those needle teeth are, you know, tearing their skin. And they, yep. that, that's and so that's why I try to talk families, and they're a lot of work. You know, whereas know. if you get a second, a gently used one, <laughs> then what yep. happens is that you can go into training right away. You can start the bonding pressing right, right, and you know, after about two months, if you've been doing the training, you know. 
know, through classes and that, it's like you've always had that dog. You never would have believed you did not raise that dog because okay. it, it really it makes a huge difference. So, yeah, okay. some of what these. About, what about yeah. fostering? Well, that's totally up to yourself. Now, mind you, and we've been trying to find a new word for this uh, instead of foster failure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I still can't come up with a decent, you know, a one because. But I'm a foster failure four times. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, but and that's the thing is that you, but if it clicks and it works, why not? Right. Sure. <laughs> Just that, then you can't uh, foster anymore. That's well, you can. Just depends how many dogs you want in the house. So. Okay. But uh, yeah, perfect. so but yeah, doing foster because they're all all of them are looking. You know, Second Chance Animal Rescue, uh, Good Karma, Coco's Heart. Uh, there's right. so many of them out there. If you go to my website and click on links and then go to rescue groups for dogs, I got a whole yep. list of them down there. And so yeah, but that's the whole thing though is that uh, in. Some kids are better with dogs than others, you know. So, right. but I really don't like puppies and kids under eight years old because they're like oil and water. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I think, um, especially, you know, sometimes at humane societies, you can find these uh, labs, like four, five, six year old Labrador retrievers. Right. Those dogs are worth their weight in gold. Yeah. You know, they've okay. been there, done that, seen it all. Yeah. Their house broke. Or like Ragum, you know, retrieve a golden in Minnesota. Yeah. That, you know, they've got, that's what they just basically work on is golden retrievers, if that's what your uh, heart or, is. And, you know, or things that are yellow. Yeah, they're things that are yellow. <laughs> yeah, we always go. like Ragum. <laughs> if it's yellow, they'll take it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a lot of things. But don't, everybody's worried about getting a gently used dog by, uh, that they're going to get uh, uh, other people's problems. And no, the only problem, that that dog has is somebody didn't take the time to train it correctly. And yeah. once you get there, you're just like two-legged kids, you know, they're in foster care or whatever type thing. And a lot of times, you know, they're dickens in the foster care because nobody's taking the time to, you know, work with them and show them. And that's right. what it takes. And some take more time, but eventually you get that aha and everything is fantastic. So Okay. Okay? Perfect. All right. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. It. Good luck. Take care. Yeah, bye-bye. You bet. Bye-bye. Uh, water, we kind of touched it a little bit, whereas, mm -hmm. you know, city water is not good for, you know, basically, you know, with the formaldehyde. I did it again. The fluoride. <laughs> what is up with you and I formaldehyde? <laughs> well, I was talking about that yesterday because it's in raw high twos and things like that. It's a preservative. Yeah. So you're embalming your dog before need be. So, you know, even though your dog will eat it, doesn't mean that you should be giving it to the dog. Because a lot of those could be, make, uh, you could put them in a time capsule, you know, with the formaldehyde that's in there that's preserving them. And, you know, a hundred trillion years from now, it looks exactly the same. You know? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. A couple of my clients have these uh, machines that will um, uh, alkalinize your water. Okay. And there, there are definitely some benefits that you see with alkaline water. So it's it might even be worth even just, um, you know, looking into it. And if you do even a short experiment, a lot of times you'll see benefits with them. What like what? What benefit? Um, it just seems to uh, help them recover better from injury. Um, I know what, what I gave it to uh, Tonka when I had oh, yeah, my yeah. big mm -hmm. big Malamute mix. Yeah. Um, you know he had more energy while he was drinking the alkaline water. All right. Um, recovered from diarrhea more quickly. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So alkaline is good. Yes. Good. Okay. All right, Carly, I appreciate you. You're a great job as usual. Thank you, Dr. Jess. How can they get a hold of you? Thank you. Through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. And I want to thank you all guys for spending some of your Sunday with me from 4 to 6. We're going to be here Super Bowl Sunday, but we'll be answering your questions so you can watch a game and then talk to us. And remember, don't hide your dogs. Train them. We'll be, see you next week.